0: Ah, Christmas, the gatherings, the goodies, all the sights and sounds, and those cheers, those wishes of good cheer, and yes, the gifts. Imagine what it would be like if there were no gifts under the tree. The trees look so beautiful, but they seem to be just a little bit empty if there's not a pile of presents under them. It seems as if all the colorful wrappings and the bows and ribbons add something to the beauty of the tree, and maybe even the beauty of the day. And then when we look at them and we see the different sizes and shapes, our curiosity is piqued. What's inside? The bigger, the brighter the package, that really grabs the attention of kids. Well, maybe some adults too. <laughs> now imagine that under that beautiful pile of presents, there's this lowly brown paper bag. It probably wouldn't get anybody's attention. Maybe we thought it was left there by mistake. It certainly can't be any present. And after we have gone through opening all those beautifully wrapped presents, the bag is still there, and our curiosity gets the better of us. And we open it up. Oh yes. Baby Jesus. He's part of Christmas, too. Now, that scenario describes more than just the routine we go through with opening gifts. I think for some people, it maybe describes their approach to Christmas altogether. Christmas has been called the most wonderful time of the year because of the the good cheer and the sights and sounds and all the goodies and gatherings and, yes, the gifts. Did you know that God also calls it the most wonderful time? But when he speaks of wonderful, he means miraculous, and that's exactly what it is. Now, maybe Christmas for you up to this point has been wonderful because of all the gatherings and 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 the goodies and the decorations and things like that but now it comes time to set aside a few minutes an hour for us to look at the most wonderful part of Christmas for us to open up that wonderful miraculous gift we call Jesus listen to the words of the Apostle John as he reflects on his opening of that gift. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing, after another. Jesus, That tiny little baby, a weak human being born of peasant parents who were displaced from their home by an edict from the government. And this baby is born in an animal stall and laid to sleep in a manger on some dirty hay. What is attractive about that? Nothing when you compare it with all the the glorious sights and sounds that we have come up with to celebrate Christmas. But just stop and, and take a look. Take a closer look at what's there. Look and see what John saw. He said, the word... Became flesh. The word, he tells us earlier, is God. The Son of God, who came to tell us something. Isn't that what a word does? The Son of God came to tell us about God and his love for us. He came into this world. He came into our flesh. That's wonderful. That's Miraculous that God could do that, and more so that God wanted to do that. He wanted to come into this world to be with us, to make his dwelling among us, and to be one of us. John goes on to say, We saw his glory. The glory of the one and only, that is, we saw him as God. Not only at one time did he see him transfigured, that is, where the glory of his divine nature shone through that human shell, but John also saw him do miraculous things, heal the sick and the lame and the blind, He overcame the forces of nature as he stopped storms with just a word and as he walked on water. He showed his power over the forces of evil as he threw demons out of people. And he even raised people from the dead. This was indeed our God who had come to be with us. And John saw even more that he was full of grace and truth, love and compassion, not condemnation. He spoke of the truth. He pointed out that we could not get to heaven by our own faulty efforts, but that he alone was the way, and we need only to trust in him. God has come to be with us this Christmas, let's look past the tinsel and all the sparkle of the decorations that we have come up with, and let's just go to this lonely manger and look inside and see our God is with us. Gifts. I always have a hard time picking out gifts. Now, in the past few years, I've always gone the sentimental route when getting something for my wife, like the perfect brownie pan, and the wonder broom, and the magic carpet cleaning stick. All of those things just are sapped full of sentiment, right? Perfect, wonder, magic. So this year, I decided to think practical. What did she really need? Well, one evening, as she was mashing up potatoes, she said, you know, this hand mixer is starting to smell. I think the engine is burning up. Oh, you didn't have to hit me over the head with a 2 by 4 There it was! She needed a new hand mixer. And that's exactly what she's going to get, because that's what she needs. Now, you may disagree with my choice of presents, But I hope you will not disagree with this assessment, and that is, we need a Savior. The scriptures say it, and life shows it. Our need is to be restored again to a right relationship with God. We have ruined that relationship because of sin. Now, when you think of sin and and not deserving eternal life, you might think of people who go into schools and shoot others, or into movie theaters and shoot others. You might think of people who take advantage of others and, and rip them off and steal their life savings. Such horrible things like that, we say. Those people don't deserve God's love, and they don't deserve eternal life. But neither do we. Now, you may say, but wait a minute. I don't live a life as a criminal like that. I don't hurt people. I don't steal things from people. But the Scripture says we have all fallen short of the standard that God expects of us in order to have eternal life. And that standard is perfect obedience all of the time to all of God's laws. Without that, We have a broken relationship. But God, whom John tells us is full of grace, that is, unearned, undeserved, unconditional love, did not want us to live a life separated from his love and blessings, does not want us to die eternally, So he took the steps to restore that relationship. That's why he sent Jesus, his son, into this world in human form to live under all of those laws of God perfectly and he could do it because he was God. And then to be our substitute under the wrath of God for all of our sins so that you and I will not die eternally. And Jesus rose again to show his power over death, to show that all sins have been paid for. And now you and I have the assurance of forgiveness and life forever. All of that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Do you see? Jesus is the gift we need, the perfect gift, a Savior. He did for us what we can't do for ourselves, restore ourselves to that right relationship with God. What do you want for Christmas? Did you get it, or do you think you will be getting it? Is it something that you really need, let me tell you that God has given you the perfect gift. He has given you the perfect Savior in his Son, Jesus, who gives you the miracle of life. Now, aren't you glad that God has opened that gift for you to see it? Aren't you glad that his word has revealed his Son and his grace to you? And once you know him and trust him, you'll find it easy to sing about him. Not only about his humble birth, but about the fact that he was born to die so that we might live. I can just see my wife's reaction now when she opens up that new hand mixer. Tears welling up in her eyes with surprise. And I know what she'll do. She'll quickly gather it and take it out of sight and put it in the cabinet, just waiting to use it. Now, lest you think that that's not so much of a gift to give, I've gotten her something else, too. Because what good would it be if you just mashed the potatoes and couldn't serve them? So I also bought her some new serving spoons. Hmm? You see, it dawned on me at Thanksgiving we didn't have enough serving spoons. I don't know what happened. We used to have enough. I even brought some with me when we got married from my bachelor's day. It was a nice one. It was... It was plastic, it was yellow, and it said kibbles and bits on the handle. But boy, could it scoop. Now mysteriously, that spoon has disappeared. So we're short of serving spoons. But now we can fulfill the need. Not only can she mash potatoes again, she can serve them as well. Well, you know, Jesus is not just some... Holiday decoration. Jesus is not just some seasonal personality that we can take out of a box and set him out there on the table or wherever to look at, and then for an hour on one day set aside some time when we can reflect about him and, and sing about him in some songs. No, Jesus is our Savior for eternity. And he is the Lord of our life now. We can use him. He's there to help us, to heal us, to guide us, to guard us, to comfort and assure us. And boy, don't we need that. When we live in such a crazy world filled with uncertainties and dangers, and hurtful people, and when we look at our own life and see that we too hurt others and challenge God, we need the Lord of life in our life. And that's what John was talking about when he said, from the fullness of His grace we have all received one blessing after another. Or as in the original Greek, it says, grace upon grace. We keep getting blessings from God in this life. And so when I have doubts, I go to Him because He's got the answers. When I have fears, I go to Him because He's the one who gives me hope. When I hurt, He's the one who comforts me. when I see that my sins have hurt others, when I have gone against God and my conscience is heavy and burning, I can go to my Savior and hear his words. All your sins are wiped away forever. I can go to him at any time, and I know he'll understand because he's been through everything that I go through, and he's ready to help When I look at the road ahead of me in life and sometimes wonder about its uncertainties, I can have confidence because Jesus has already gone on that road ahead of me. He has prepared the way, knocking out anything that would pull me away from him and prepared my way to enter eternity. You see, Jesus is the perfect Perfect for everyone. Perfect for you. So welcome him into your life. Come to him and let him come into your life, your work life, your family life, your personal life. Come and listen to his will for you as he lays it out in the scripture. Come and hear it and learn it, trust it, and follow it. He's the perfect gift. Now I hope this Christmas that you will get some lovely gifts from friends and family and that they'll mean something to you. But I am also absolutely certain that you already have the most perfect gift from God, His Son, our Savior Jesus, who gives us the gift of eternal life. Now have a blessed Christmas.